Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. We started with the epitome of automotive style. Bose Cutlass Supreme, America's most popular car. Our mission, retain its classic look while maintaining the aerodynamics. Keep it practical. Make the fuel economy impressive, but don't sacrifice flair or value. The beautifully practical Olds Cutlass Supreme. Even today, there's still room to do it with style. All I want to do is race, Daddy. That's all I want. It's like you. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. All right. All right. How are you? We have a special guest tonight. Special guest. The specialist. The most special. The special Ty Webb substitute. Clay Byington. Good to see you. Oh, wait a second. It's good to be here. You are Jay Cranfill. I still am, barely. The Crandy Man. Yeah. Ray Ranfill. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for coming. You know, Ty sent us a text saying he was doing, and I'm using air quotes now, paperwork. Yeah. And I assume that's he's doing the Swedish bikini team. Right. I imagine that he got a date with a a beautiful lady. Of course. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. It's probably a uh, beauty queen champion of some state or she, country. Or country. She's probably extremely independently wealthy. Probably. She's being appropriately processed right now. Yes. Yeah. He is... Uh, He's collating and working on TPS reports right as we speak. Right. Well, but hey, it's great to see you. And you know, it's been um almost three weeks, two weeks since I've seen you. No, yeah, two weeks. A couple yeah. weeks. Before we get into that, and I do want to talk about that because, as you mentioned uh, elsewhere, I did take notes. This is Can You Hear Me, the podcast that once again is three guys, but we're we're trying out Jay instead of Ty, and we'll see how that goes. It's already better. I don't know. It's already like, so it's like, much. Uh, was it Mrs. Dash? Much less offensive. There's much less uh, smoking going on. I think that'll speed up our recording time because we Probably. want to take menthol camel smoke breaks. Right. So anyway, you can find us at canyouhearmepod.com. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. I am Real Gustav. I am Heavy Longmire. Would you like to? You can find me at Jay Cranfield on Twitter. And that's where we first met. That is true. But it's been almost a year now since we met in person. Yeah, that was a little over the, a year. Uh, is that the Deep Ellum thing? No, I think we met at Poncho's. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, Poncho's was, was our that first. Was that was the first. Yeah. yeah, that was our first meetup. That was. A, we need to have another meetup. Yeah, I'm, we an do. Official meetup. But along those lines, and we'll get to that in a second. You meet at the Grandies this time. That's been a topic of discussion on Twitter here lately about yeah. when was the last time you ate a Grandy's. There's not a whole lot of those around. There is one in Frisco. They, they opened a brand new one here. Yeah, really? We, we a brand new Grandy's? A brand new one. 
I haven't seen a brand new Grandy since like 1987. It's a completely different design. Much more modern. Is the food still shitty? Because I never liked Grandy's. I've always liked Grandy's. Where else can you get two country-fied steaks stacked on top of each other? Exactly. Well, other than a lunchroom, because that's about the quality of that country-fried steak. Right. It's 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 high school cafeteria chicken fried steak. And I mentioned this on Twitter. The last time I ate at Grandy's that I can remember... There may have been a time since then, but the only one that I remember, you or I were in a inhospitable 903 town mm-hmm. after a rained out camp out, yep. sitting there eating, and you were concerned that I wasn't going to eat the rest of my mashed potatoes. Yes. And being the good friend that you are, you stuck your finger into those mashed potatoes and said, are you going to eat those? Correct. I did. And I did not finish eating them, and I let you have them. Thank you. Because those broad shoulders needed fuel. I appreciate that. That was in the heyday of curly-headed heavy. Mullet heavy. I assume you guys went to Grandy's. You went double steak and double mashed potatoes. That's the only way to go. Not always like getting the okra as well. Uh, I'm not a big fried okra guy. Jesus Christ, Jay. Yeah, that's... that's, He didn't like it either. That's disappointing. wine, but I don't like okra. <laughs> now, typically I'll get corn at Grandy's with my mashed potatoes and I'll s- scoop my corn into my mashed potatoes. Oh, that's, that's sacrilege. What no. about peas? You ever do that with peas? I do not like peas. <laughs> well, now we're e- equal on the okra versus peas. Well, that, I, I don't think peas, I, I'm, I'm, I can do peas and stew, but just sitting there and eating peas. Uh, no. All right. So I, I don't mind your, Fresh green peas, and I don't mind the frozen green peas. Mm-mm. I don't like mushy green peas. Like out of a can? Like out of a can, yeah. or the like way the British peas. eat them. Not that I've ever been, been to the UK, and this may lose Peas us. porridge cold. Well, they this, don't have teeth, peas porridge so hot. Peas porridge cold. Let's not get rid of our few listeners in the UK here, okay? Let's not alienate them. They don't have their own teeth. They weren't. They're not responsible for. They can the floss them good service. and rush them and brush them good. Plenty of gaps in between them. Stop it! We're trying to be international, and we have like ten people in the UK that listen to us. Okay, okay? I don't okay. want to lose them all. They serve a lot of times in pubs, like with uh, other things. These mushy green peas. Okay, for what? Like as a side. Like, yeah. Like, do you scoop them up with? Chips or something? Tortilla chips? You might get like a some type of like a Yorkshire pudding or something and which is like a I don't meat know what the pie hell kind of thing. Oh, anyway. That. But they serve it as a as a side and it's kind of mushy and I don't no. like that. No, I'm out no. Now Mrs. Gustav and I had a discussion about my strong feelings about corn just the other night. Mm. And you have some hot corn opinions. I have some very hot corn opinions. I am, you know, big corn may try to rub me out for these hot corn opinions. Okay. Wow, sounds like a benefit. So I like whole kernel corn. I do as well. All right. I like corn on the cob. I do as well. I will not touch cream corn. I like cream corn every once in a while. Never. I don't want my corn mixed with anything. I don't, I love cornbread. I don't want corn in my cornbread. No, I don't want that either. Because corn by itself in amongst something else is a flavor desert. When you bite into that thing, whether it's a salad or salsa or cornbread or a stew, and you get a piece of corn in there, 
you don't taste whatever that conglomerate is. Just you taste, taste corn. just corn. Hmm. And it's like the, getting the shocker, I would imagine. I guess. Okay. <laughs> that's, I don't, I, that's a different part of tasting the corn. The I corn think. shocker. Okay. So, she was trying to get me to try some type of salsa that she had bought at the store. And immediately I see that, that there's black corn beans in it. Yeah. Corn salsa you get like at Chipotle is, is a must. No, no. Cause that corn has to be by itself. Mm. I am a corn segregationist. Okay. Put you heard it here, folks. Right there. You heard it here, folks. So I would not eat the salsa. In fact, I would be hard pressed to say that there is a salsa that I do want to eat that comes from the grocery store. Okay. I'll tolerate what about one, Hell on the Red? I'll tolerate the 903 area code uh, created Hell on the Red, but Ugh, it's not. It's, that's good shit. It's not like optimal compared to like the stuff you get at the at the restaurant. It's still subpar. It's better than most things at the grocery store. The, the majority of what you eat at a restaurant, they're pouring out of a gallon jug anyway. Well, I don't go to those places that do. Okay, so you're talking like taquerias? Today I was at a taqueria. Yeah. Interesting that you brought that up. Okay. I sent some uh, some friends of the show, Megan and Nikki, mm-hmm. from Megan's Movie Podcast, a little Snapchat of me at the taqueria in my overalls. What and kind of tacos did you get? Lingua? I got, I got, no, I don't care for lingua because... I like lingua. Lingua's okay. I mean, I'll have them every once in a while. Uh, I don't like lingua because it's kind of... Pork belly? I got flank steak and pork, and I don't know. What I don't know what their pork is now. Their so, flank steak is really it's gringo dry. tacos. No, it's not gringo tacos. Okay, but as I walk in, the very cute little uh, lady at the counter, she's like, she says, "What my order is normally," and I'm all happy, and you know she's cute. So in my mind, I'm thinking she likes me, and then I realize I'm old. And she's nobody just, likes me anymore. They're just right. being nice to old she's people. She's just bearing with you. Right. But she does remember my order. And then I realize, well, I'm the only white guy in overalls that comes in every Saturday at about 2 o'clock. And orders corn on the cob. And orders a couple of pork tacos, a couple of flank steak tacos, and a Mexican Coke. And I don't want a bag for all of it in there. And so she she, you know, knew what you I wanted. But grab it up in your arms and go. Well, it's, yeah. they put it in a tiny little clamshell styrofoam thing. I don't need That's it in not. a bag. Okay. You know, it's not. I don't right. want to waste them a bag. Right. That so cost. Was last July the last time you guys ate at a Poncho's? It was. Yes. And I would go right now. I don't, love Poncho's flautas. Don't tempt me. We went to their Ranger game on Tuesday night, and it was discussed possibly going because there's a Poncho. Oh, still is there in still Arlington. one? Yeah, right near Six Flags. It was discussed whether we wanted to go there pre-game and then go to the baseball game, and it was decided that was too risky. That's dicey. Right, yeah. You might get a fourth-inning wake-up call yeah. and yeah. might not be back till the end of the game. No, that seventh-inning stretch oh, is going to mean something different. Wow. You know, that day we came back here and recorded a couple of hours, and I was worried. Yeah, it kind of hurt. Yeah. I'd rather go home to home base yeah. for that. Yeah. You don't want to be doing that at Heavy's house. No, it could be, yeah, get a little risky. Although Ty wouldn't mind. No. Well, he's up to his ears in paperwork anyway right now. Exactly. Paperwork. Yeah. So anyway, we saw each other a couple of weeks ago because we went to Grayson County Speedway for the races one Saturday night. The mecca of 903 dirt track racing. And we're going to go again. Y'all had a good time? We had a great time. We're going to go again on August 19th, Saturday night. Okay. Starts at about what? uh, Uh, They say 8 o'clock. 
Right. Uh, that usually means it starts about between eight fifteen and eight thirty. But yeah, if you if you're coming out, get there at eight. I mean, it's a dirt track race. I'd never been before. We knew lots of people growing up that did that sort of thing, or I did. Right. Um, but I never had been. It was a good time. So any wrecks? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing major. Not nobody right. got carted off or anything. No. We had so we had I guess what about five people or four? It was four of us. Four of us. Of the, you know, general Twitter group. sphere group. Right. And we had uh, Ginsburg and Jay and I and then Matt Hancock. Okay. And, you know, Matt came a long way. Yeah, that's a long way. But he paid off. Oh, yeah. Because Matt won the 50-50. Now, explain that. What is that? It's just a raffle, more, more or less. And so a dollar a ticket, half of it goes to the track. And half of it they put in the purse that they draw a number and oh, one has person wins. Ticket, yeah, just one winner takes half. I guess yeah, is the okay. best way to put it. And what? what how much was it? Two thirty-seven fifty. Two thirty-seven. Wow. 50. So they literally fifty-fifty it because oh, yeah. we were you know walking away. You're like, how do they get to that? I'm like, I guess they're honest. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, they literally right. gave him fifty cents. Just thinking, why even bother? Just yeah. Two thirty-seven. I guess they're keeping it. Go. But that fifty cents up in the nine hundred three. Yeah. That goes a long way. Yeah. I'll get you something. So. Out in the parking lot. You know, there are, <laughs> first off, the general clientele there is not as white trash as you might think. Really? Well, first off, again, I said first off, that's kind of odd. It's $15 admission. Okay. For adults. So if you're dirt poor, you're probably not going and spending the night at the track. Especially if you're right. taking your whole family. Yeah. And there were lots of whole families there. It was, right. uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if there was a hot thing, but kids were, under a certain thing, we're free. But they age. probably do that by age, Gus. I don't it's know. Not I six think that flags. might be going high. You got to okay. be this high. Well, they might have to have some height restrictions for what kids can get inside of a car and ride along. Well, when we got there, they were having, and I don't know what you would call it, uh, the procession, the grand entry, the grand entry, like a rodeo, and there were uh, kids riding like on the backs, and and Jay's much more versed in the types of cars, and so. They were most common in what would you call the beaters? Yeah, I mean they're stock cars. Yeah, but and they you know they have to meet certain specifications, so it's not like you just take like a Honda Accord, could, like stock, dude. That's probably at the lowest level, probably as far as just taking something like that and putting a roll cage in it, and that's it. Um, but I mean that's the types, right? Generally speaking, that's what you're talking about. You're joking, but there was one dude in like a Cutlass, like a '78 Cutlass. Oh, those are badass. That was. He won his heat, I think, or, yeah. he, or he, you know, I mean, it was. I think he did. That, so the now again, Cutlass was a good car. Okay, sure, sure thing. <laughs> Cutlass was a good, but it's car. not like it's running with the original Cutlass motor right, no. in there. Oh, you know, okay. They're putting whatever the specs are for each class. I mean, they're okay. That's it's, what goes in. there. It's not just a Cutlass with no. 105 would, octane. Well, do you remember in when we were in high school in Paris they had a. Uh, quarter mile drag strip. I still think they have a drag strip and a dirt track in Paris. Okay, and you could just roll up off the street in yeah, your. That's different. Yeah. In your street stuff. Well, that's that's doing a drag, but right and do the quarter mile, and you know you had to sign all kinds of waivers oh, that yeah. you know. Well, the boys over. But you at, could roll up in your you yeah. know Chevy Capri if you wanted to. Yeah, and, I, I think the boys over at Tell Me Where to Turn told some Paris drag strip stories, didn't they? Uh believes two of them had some two stories of them, yeah. from out there because yeah. they've competed out there. Yeah, before. really. Okay. 
But I know from attending, I don't think it's the drag strip in Kennedale's open anymore, but the times I've been out there, they had like a section of the evening or whatever that was just anybody who's pulled yeah. up. Car, truck, minivan, whatever. If you want to go out there and just run it. <laughs> well, we get out there in the Astro van and yeah. tear it up, man. So, you know, in our, um, in our world, and I don't know if we've ever talked a great deal about it, we had what was called the, the drag in town. And it was literally, you drove around the square and then it had, um, distal points that were turnaround points. And people would come from over there at Paris mm-hmm. after having, race and you'd have their times shoe polished on the the windshield yeah right. and so you're oh look at that you know yeah, oh, oh, oh look at that man yeah. that's a big deal um that so anyway fiero, that fiero can really go yeah they pull around and park and raise the hood so everybody could walk by right. and just look and act right. like they really know what they're looking at <laughs> like man check that out pop those, pop those hood pins what is that what kind of set of heads you got on there mm-hmm. yeah oh. it's quite a gasket but we had a great I, we had a really good time it it was wasn't that hot? Yeah. Once it, it got dark. Once it got dark. It, it been, was hot as balls that day. I'd been out working all day outside, so it didn't really. Yeah. I hadn't been, you yeah. know, in. You hadn't. You didn't have to reacclimate. Right. To something. I mean, I went in and took a shower before I came, but it, it wasn't. Uh, I hadn't been sitting inside. But you know, after and what it was broke up about eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah, it's about three and a half hours. And after Matt had won. And I guess, well, I'm jumping ahead because I want to start off. We had a bunch of kids in the grand entry. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, just monkeys hanging off of, you know, the back and everything. And they're only That's, going, you know, about what, three miles an hour, five miles yeah, an hour. It's not I'm, a big deal. That some of that might have been before I got there. Yeah. I think and a so. lot of the purpose they, they do that to pack the track down. Right. So everything is, you don't have holes and stuff out yeah. there and everything's smooth. And then, and then the cars just practice just to get their cars just. Test them out a couple laps. You know, being the 903, we're going to have the national anthem. Oh, absolutely. And so they said, well, everybody rise for the national anthem, and we'll follow that with a prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and their um, their playlist for songs isn't real deep. You're right. And I'll give you one guess at what one of the more common songs there is. And I'll, I'll give you a hint. Motor City Madman. Ted Nugent? Yes. Cat scratch fever. No, stranglehold. Oh, wow! And I, I, I told Jay at the time that all this went down. I might try to recreate this, and I may still, because it, it describing it doesn't do it justice. And I couldn't roll on it at the time. I don't think it would have picked it up. Well, we had, and we had no idea what was coming yeah, either. Yeah, it was unexpected. No. But next time we might. So we got stranglehold playing, mm-hmm. and then he comes over the PA and says, "You know, we're going to have the national anthem." And then we'll follow it with a prayer. So they cut off Strangle. Their PA game is pretty lacking. Like, right. I may try to sell them our old mixer. Yeah. Because they could really use being able to fade levels. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, scratch. Right. We're, and then they let somebody sing the national anthem. It wasn't bad. You know, she goes out there on the track and sings it. Well, Stranglehold kicks in right back where it was. As we're getting ready for the Lord's prayer, and then they kind of drop that again real quick, and then they say the prayer, and you know, it's very, put a boot in your ass prayer. God, look over these racers tonight. Racers and and our boys overseas, you know, fighting for our freedom to race. Oh, (laughs) that was in there. (laughs) And... Uh, as soon as shit. the amen goes, 
Let's go straight back into Stranglehold. And it's still at the, you know, all that guitar intro. It was great. And they ran that. Other than the PA guy announces, like, who's won that particular race. Or if there's a wreck, they'll say, you know, who it, who it is, who's spun out and turned two or whatever. But during the races, they just blare. It's Stranglehold. Something from ACDC, like a Metallica song. They got like right. five or six of them just over, just loop. That's all they do. Yeah, and, and a little bit of newer country, but mm. not like, I mean, not a lot. It was mostly very classic rock. And, but like, again, it's very short. It's like somebody had a, a Zune or something, you know? Right. <laughs> With it's only got like five megs worth of memory. Now, did KJ didn't go, right? He did not go. Okay. I don't know if we'll ever see KJ again since he moved south of town. Oh, that's town. right. He went, you know, he's south of Dallas now and preparing for marriage. So he may be lost to us forever. Okay. I don't know. There, there were, there were other people of other ethnicities at the track that night. I can oh, vouch. I can vouch yeah. for that. And Mexicans. I don't know if, uh, I didn't ask for their papers heavy. Hispanic. Yes. There were some, uh, Latinos. Okay. And there were some folks of, uh, of uh, African American. Really? Okay. Descent, yeah. And they were sitting, you know, in the family section with us. Yep. Again, family section, no smoking. Oh, okay. Which I was. There were sections? There were sections. Well, this place is under new ownership. Cause I told you after I got yes. there that a lot of it looks the same, but you could tell where there were improvements. They kind of corrected the parking situation a little bit. Is the parking situation a field, or is it actual? They have rock. No, it's a it's a field. Okay, with some rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But uh, if you're there and a severe thunderstorm rolls through, you might be spending the night. There. I mean, yeah, they have to mow it. Yeah, they got to mow yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, and it's on a it's on uneven. Well, you know, because yeah, the area that that's in, I've in, never been back there to it. That's really hilly back in there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, well, that's Pink Hill, mm-hmm. and so yes, that's very hilly. And the parking is on uneven grade. And like Jay said, I wouldn't want to be there right after or during a rain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's some rock and it's very much, uh, you just park where you park where you get there. You know, right. there's no like spots. No. Right. But people kind of, you know, that's you natural. Fall in line. We can, you can right. figure it out. Right. But they, you had the walking taco. The what? It's a great concession stand item. It's basically all the contents of what would be in like a taco or a taco salad. But if you're at the racetrack, you don't want to be carrying around tacos. You bite into a taco, it just, you know, goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they cut like a bag of Doritos in half. A specially made bag of Doritos. This is not your normal convenience store bag of Doritos. This is actually geared up for the walking taco. I agree. Okay. You get all the ingredients in there. Want some sour cream on top of it. So they, they don't have, they don't, they don't put sour cream on it. They give you the little packet. Right. Okay. Yeah. It. Right. Give you a fork. There you go. You're holding a. You're holding your walking taco. Now the problem okay. is for me that's Dorito, and I don't like the Dorito taco. You savages that make nachos out of Doritos, you're insane. I don't want that. I want it on Fritos or Fritos, like a Frito pie. Well, that's a Frito pie. Well, that's what this would be if it didn't have damn Doritos. A Frito pie is Fritos, chili, cheese, and. Some sour onions. cream if you're fancy. Some well, onions. You yeah. ought to up your fuck and add some lettuce and tomato on there, and then that's that turns not, into, that turns into a, an acceptable that's a taco meal salad. Well, f- so be it. But it's better than the plain. Okay. Because you're already getting the lettuce and tomato in the walking taco. 
Yeah, and I I would prefer regular tortilla chips to Doritos, but it was still it's worth your four bucks. Yeah. So he and Matt had that. So we're having a good time. They're having that. You can bring in a cooler. You just can't bring in bottles. Can't no bottles. BYOB. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, they limit the size of the cooler, but if you pack yeah. sixteen beers into something and just and it's already cold, you know, I mean, yeah. you're not because we're there four hours or right. so. Um. So you know, you can all even though it's fifteen dollars to get in. If you're bringing your cooler, you're not spending anything on drinks. Right. You're just spending on that $4 on a walk-in taco. So the 50-50, they come around, and the girl sells you like a raffle ticket thing. And she it's double-sided, so she keeps one. Right, and, you right. Know, well, Ginsburg and Jay and I all bought at the same time. And they were, I, were they blue for ours or whatever? They're the blue or green. They, whatever it was, it was all the same color. She was working mm-hmm. on the same role. And then... Hancock is like, oh, you know, I should have got one. Well, the next time she comes around, because they, they start prep, you know, uh, promoing it early on, and then they don't pay it out till like the so last race. The last race yeah. yeah. So the next time she comes through, he waves her over and he's like, I'll take it, you know, $5 or whatever. Well, she's like, oh, well, I'm almost out of tickets. I'll have to come back. So when she comes back, she's got a different color of tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, no big deal until it's time for the, for them to do the, the call for it. And the guy's like, well, this is going to be a, a green ticket or a blue ticket or whatever. And it was automatically the three of us were drawn dead to it. Yeah. We, we had the, we we had had the wrong the, color. We had the wrong color. Right. But Matt's got the right color. Okay. So we're kind of, all right, Matt, you know, it's on you. And there's probably what, I don't know, 400 people, 300 people, something yeah. like that. And I think that's fair. Uh, they'd sold about 500 tickets, some odd tickets. And, he starts reading off, and it's Matt's number so far, and he's getting closer and closer. It's Matt's number. Wow. So so he goes down there to get it, and it's the, the PA guy, and he thinks he's funny. And I guess for dirt track PA guys, maybe he is funny. I don't know. He's okay. You know, he's got some <laughs> jo- he's got some jokes. Okay. He didn't and, have an annoying voice, right. so I could tolerate it. And so he goes to Matt, who's just kind of just in shock that he's won. He's like, do you like pancakes? And Matt's kind of like, yeah. It's like, well, I'll see you at IHOP, you know. And then he, there's a couple of white trash people that laugh at that. And so Matt comes back. He's like, what did he say to me about pancakes? Because <laughs> he didn't, you know, he's so hopped up. But he comes back with all the money, and we're taking pictures of it. And he's all grins. And right about that time, the feature race is going, and somebody slant a couple of cars slam the wall right in front of us. Oh, yeah. The highlight of the night. Matt wins, and we get a wreck right in front of wow. us. Wow. Now, are, how's the seating situation there? Is it iron bleachers? Just on one side of the track? Or yeah, all just the on way? the front straightaway. Yeah. Okay. So and you got like four different grandstands? Yeah, about that. Say? Maybe, maybe five. Yeah. And you could, you could bring a chair and sit For, down, but then yeah. you'd get hit with dirt and maybe a yeah, piece of a cutlass or something. Well, that's, that's, that's possible. That's a real thing. Yeah. We sat about halfway. We got a little bit of dirt, but not much. One of the interesting things that happened that night, so, so everything y'all see was it the stock racing or y'all because I know they have different kinds stock of stock cars too. and different kinds of modifieds. Yeah, modified, which looks more like for somebody who hadn't been there before, probably more like what they picture a race car to look like. Okay. With the stock cars, to a certain extent, might look like a Civic with somebody just painted the number seven on the side. Right. Okay. So, so I think there's four different classes of cars there. That you know, there were definitely. Some people with some money behind them. Oh, racing's expensive. Oh, it's, it is. Yeah. But there were also the people 
that like we used to work with that Ty and I worked with in our uh, high school college job that would didn't have two nickels to to rub together. They were there, you know, in that lower tier. Right. Because I can remember on Sunday when I was a kid on Sunday mornings getting the uh, the paper and looking back there in the sports section to look at the results from uh, Saturday night because yeah. there were plenty of folks for that we were friends with yeah. whose dads and uncles right. and everything raced, you know. But I mean, and even to this day, I'm not a race fan. I don't, well, I'm I don't not watch either. NASCAR, but I had a, like I had a that. good time. Like, and I think one of the things about the dirt track is it's not so long. It's like, what, 20 laps maybe? Oh, at the most. Yeah. Like, well, the main feature race is like 20 laps total. So how, how long is the track? It's quarter mile. Right. It is a quarter mile yeah. track? Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's pretty, pretty, that's pretty much stock for the vast majority of dirt, dirt tracks. Track. There's one, the Devil's Bowl Speedway in Mesquite is a half mile. And it's like one of the only half miles in the entire country. Yeah. Okay. That's Devil's Bowls in Mesquite. I thought that was Ennis. Well, Sunnyvale, but Sunnyvale. Okay. But I mean, didn't there used to be something done in Ennis? Uh, there's 85 Speedway. I think it's still there. Okay. If it hadn't gone out of business, because you went to all of them in, uh, your, some in your childhood. Time, yeah, I've I've been to some. Like I don't. I've been to Ennis when I was probably really little. I've been to at least one in Louisiana. I don't really have memory of it. Right. But from what I'm told, I traveled there and watched the races. Right. Because Daddy raced. Yeah. Yeah. Dad and Grandpa Daddy's both raced. Daddy's cup. And yep. I guarantee you, maybe my dad, but definitely my grandfather, was in some of those results you were looking at if it was any time during the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the track, and as you pointed out when you got there, unfortunately, it doesn't have, it's not set up for the crisscross. The figure eight The race. figure eight no. race. I'd like to see that. Ah, uh, yeah. But in the middle, they have a bunch of advertisers. Like, kind of like, you know how when somebody's doing a construction site, they'll post up two posts with a piece of plywood on it? Yeah. That's what they had throughout the infield with, I mean, decent banner signs, but you know, mm-hmm. that's what it was. So I've encouraged another podcast to, uh, buy some advertising, buy some advertising to tell me where to turn, boys. I think since they are experienced in that racing world, they should look into that, get some cr- crossover, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. And, Probably fairly inexpensive. I would think so. I, I don't know. that how yeah. much it would be for like the whole season. Yeah. I, think I mean, it would probably be... It'd be a couple hundred bucks probably. I bet it'd be more than that. I think we set the over under at about 500. Yeah. I bet it'd be a grand. Maybe. But then again, there were some places that were like, you know, well, junkyards. Yeah, depends and, on how big a space you're yeah. But they were, these were probably, these were all about standard size. Pretty, you know, it was pretty, pretty consistent. Now... You know, there's no shortage of large equipment tires in the 903. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is at all dirt tracks, but they use old maintainer and grader tires as kind of buffers for the infield. Okay. And they're painted white. And people would rub them every once in a while as we're coming around a corner and stuff. And we were, I guess we were looking at the fourth turn. And all of a sudden we see yeah. along the back stretch coming from the uh, the third turn. A maintainer tire up on its end, Uh-oh. rolling a good seventy-five yards. I've oh. never. I guess a, a car just bumped it as they went by. I've never seen that. But they had to hit it enough to flip it, yeah. and to send it rolling. And we couldn't tell that anybody had hit something that hard. Right. But it was just there's this giant tire rolling along. Uh oh. And you know it's just like oh well that's the funny thing everybody's so nonchalant. Again, right. we didn't see anything you know, disastrous there. 
but everybody was real nonchalant. And that reminds me of one note I have. Somebody stalled out. And so they, they throw the caution flag and everybody slows down and the record comes out to push them off the track. What do you think that they played for the uh, record crew? I don't know. Push it real good by salt and pepper. Oh. <laughs> Uh, like push, that's push, yeah and so you know that was just like the most normal thing here's push it real good right and that was great but other than that we had a good time so i highly recommend if anybody wants to come out and you know see me and jay at least on the 19th join us and we'll uh, hang out just you know hit us up on twitter when you get yeah. there or if you're gonna go and let us know in let advance. us know and i'll, I'll this is short notice when this comes out, but I'll try to tweet it out ahead of time if y'all remind me. It was a fun time. It was very 903. Did you run into anybody you knew? I, I saw people that looked familiar. Mm-hmm. I think I might have seen somebody racing that we grew up with from someplace else. Okay. I know that somebody that we definitely grew up with, it was at a different track that night. So was that a different track that was, night? Yeah, they were they were racing it somewhere else. I think they were okay. racing in Greenville or something. Okay. Now you and I talked about possibly going to Greenville, but That's Greenville has a track. Yep, Super Bowl Speedway. We're going. Okay. We're I'm going fully armed if because Greenville's a yeah. tough town. And I don't. I haven't been out there in forever. I don't know if the show is as good there as yeah. it is in Grayson County. But I mean, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, there's only one way. Right. But overall, you know, we saw some. Some drunk 60 year old women dancing. We saw some young, cute gals. It wasn't just a bunch of roots. The, one of the other highlights is they had some uh, giveaways and one family was very excited to get a new microwave. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, really excited for that microwave. Now for the price of their admission, they could have bought a better microwave. Right. <laughs> You know, so it's kind of That's a, beside the point. a cost well, benefit for them. The cost benefit analysis paid off that night. Yeah. And right. speaking of financial planning, one of the ways that they sell buy some 50 50 tickets is that it's a, a very smart and key investment to make. Right. Because you buy this ticket or, you know, a few tickets, you could win hundreds of dollars. And they right. sell it like it's basically like a 50 50 chance you're going to win. Right. Right. I mean, Hancock. Put in like five bucks and won two hundred and thirty seven dollars yeah. and fifty cents. Worked for him. Well, That's financial planning right there. It's exactly. That's it's map out that ROI. And it's <laughs> it's still better odds than the lottery, so uh, well, yeah. you know. I mean, and don't get me wrong, when we go back on the nineteenth, I'm gonna get some fifty fifty tickets, but I basically think I'm throwing five dollars in the sky. Oh, absolutely. Right. Now, there weren't a lot of people there probably that keep an eye on their four oh one K. Right. Okay. Yeah, I went around and asked how many people had a company match and what it was, and right. I, I didn't get a whole lot of answers. Yeah, I I would it would be fascinating to do some interviews there, some sociological studies, and along those lines, I was I went to the donuts uh, shop in town today to get the family donuts, and as I was passing by a gas station that's a pickup point for the Greyhound. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know exactly. I what you're was uh, noticed because they. They don't have like a lounge or anything. It's no. just a row of seats outside this gas station. Okay. And there were people dropping off, obviously, for the bus to Tulsa. Okay. That's where it goes. Yeah, it's Tulsa to Dallas, I guess. Yeah, it? probably. Yeah. It would be fascinating to just interview those people. Yeah. I don't, I still think it'd be fascinating for us to take a bus ride. Yeah. But the problem is, is we got to go four. 
We either got to go two or four. Because if not, one of us is sitting next to somebody. Oh, yeah. that's true. If, if we got four, we can, you know, buddy up, buddy right. up. Yeah. But if you're if you're that third man, yeah. How long of a ride are you thinking to Tulsa? Six hours. Because I know all the stops. Because oh probably, yeah, stops probably. It, it doesn't take be, six hours to drive to Tulsa. Well, I'm thinking with stops. And yeah, everything. with stops and everything. I bet that's a six to maybe eight eight hour trip yeah. probably. Because I know my brother in law at least one time was traveling up from Houston to Dallas and didn't feel like making the drive and right. spending the gas money or whatever. And the bus ticket was like, I don't know what it was, but it was pretty cheap. And he, he took it from Houston to Dallas. It seemed to be okay with Greyhound it. or the Megabus? Uh, I don't know. Because I think that's now, a different... Megabus is a different clientele. <clears throat> right. I have a feeling this was... I have a feeling this was Greyhound. I think this was like the five or ten Because Megabus is a direct. Because they do Megabus from... Yeah. Dallas to Austin, Dallas to Houston. Yeah. I think I was listening to an old IJB the other day where TC was talking about taking the mega bus to Houston. I've got a nephew that used to do that. And it was very pro, you know. And now they've got that fancy bus that they were advertising on the ticket. The bang bus? I don't think it was the bang bus. Oh, okay. I was getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'd yeah, pay, what is, I forgot about that. I've heard that a like couple of times. It's like leather seats and all that. Yeah. And I think those mega... Is that, is that for parties? Or? No, it's, no, it's direct for like business travelers. Business guys that don't want to mess with the, the time it takes to go to the airport and everything just to take the bus. Because, you know, I, I haven't traveled a lot this year, but yeah. normally, like even a... There was one time I drove from Memphis home, even though I had to go drop off the rental car at the airport the next day. I got delayed, and it was going to be delay, delay, delay. It was faster for me to just drive from Memphis than to sit around waiting for the airline. Right. And that was not even counting in all the TSA and all that bullshit. Yeah, all that, yeah. So I could see that if you were going to Houston every week, that's not a bad, you know, I'd rather do that than go fly. Especially Austin, because you can get to Austin pretty Yeah, Austin quick. would be great. I mean, that's like a, you make it from Dallas to Austin, what, four hours, four and a half? Yeah. Because you figure in at a bad time at the airport, it's 30 minutes on a good day in the TSA. Yeah. And then, you know, getting there an hour ahead of time and all that. By the time you add it up, you're almost at four hours Mm -hmm. dealing with the airport. Now, the only thing that would get you uh, would be if you wanted to have a rental car. I don't know where those things drop off. Right. That would be the only thing. But... I have no problem with it. I think it'd be a good idea. I haven't done it, but I still entertained by that idea of us someday taking the Greyhound. Yeah. And you're invited if you want in on that uh, escapade. I'm, I think I'm interested. But I, like I said, we got to have four. Yeah. Because otherwise, one of us is stuck sitting yeah. next to... God knows you what. You never know. Yeah. 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 But... Maybe that's how it has to be, though. Maybe that's where the gold comes from. <laughs> Maybe that's where the that's where, where the story is going to come from. It might yeah. be like when we were at farming, and I don't know if we've ever talked extensively about farming. I want to do a whole episode about 1992 farming someday, but I got to do some prep work. So where where was that? That was at uh, Texas Stadium. Texas so it was, Stadium. it was actually local. Okay. Yeah, it was in See, Dallas or Irving. Yeah, I don't remember. And that was I was a senior. He was a junior. It was our first. First big concert. This for, yeah, first big concert. And that yeah. there's a whole. I mean, there's it was over twelve hours. Yeah, and it was festival. Yeah, basically, and we got lots of things. But just to touch on it, we weren't sitting. We were there were four of us that went. 
and we ended up next to some people that's part of the big overall story that we really didn't want to sit next to, but we were stuck because it was assigned seats. And so we rotated out throughout the 12 hours who had to sit next to the people. So, okay, so you weren't down on the field? We were on the field. Yeah, it was yeah. all, they put down road seats on the field. But there were seats on the field? Yes. Oh, wow. Rows of folding chairs on Bad the field. Idea. That were linked together. They weren't like free. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was, I don't know what Texas Stadium would seat Did like they, for a football game, but that sucker was packed. Yeah. Did they not to get too deep into it. No. You want to talk about, did they sell seats all the way around? Or yes. Did they have a part curtained off? They had a part curtain. Yeah. One of yeah. the end zones was. Yeah. I don't think they off. had anything yeah. past the perimeter so, of the end zone. I think with what they mark off, what's down on the field and around, they for a concert they get about fifty thousand in there or did. Yeah. Back in the day, but it, really was that packed. it? I think so because it only it only seated like sixty three or sixty five. And then when you Texas cut out, Stadium did. Yeah. I thought it was bigger than that. Uh, it was. It was. It was a lot smaller than the current stadium. We don't. Huh. Ha- we didn't have any frame of reference then. Yeah, that was the only. I always thought that was one of the bigger stadiums in the league at the time. It, it might have been. May have been. I don't know. Yeah, comparing it to other ones, but yeah. Um, yeah the seems like most of those festivals have gotten away from having seats on the floor or on right. the field. Now they're linked together, so people aren't throwing them. But yeah, that it just seems like well, and the clientele there was very old hippie. Yeah. Uh, at the time, 1992, country and western fan, and you know your farmers and bikers and old hippies. And- yeah, it was it was a very eclectic mix, but it wasn't a it wasn't a really young mix either. Yeah. I mean, we there were plenty of people our age, and we saw people that we knew there, which was part of the bigger story. Out of fifty thousand people, you know, mm-hmm. we're we ended up actually sitting next to people. That lived. One of them lived within two miles of me. Wow! Across the creek, you know, literally it across the creek and through the woods. Yeah, yeah. And that was a shock because it wasn't somebody that we dealt with or wanted to deal with. And now you had twelve hours straight. Yes. And eventually, we outed ourselves that you know I mean, he didn't know who we were. Uh, well, he you. did eventually. Right. Exactly. Right. But we figured out who he was. Okay. We had an inkling of who he was, and then we at you know we. Over the course of the twelve hours, and when he said his name, we thought it was, and then it was that is, and we're like, oh shit. Anyway, I want to do a whole episode. You can come back for it. I just got to do. I want to have some cuts from it because there's okay. a bunch of it on YouTube. Really, and I want to kind of pick and choose some things and maybe intersperse okay. them so it's not just a dry me rattling about it. It and other otherwise, I'd like you to see some of it so it spurs right. some memories because yeah. I know I remember a lot more from those days. Than you do? Yes, I, you do. Yeah. And so did that, they did the farm aid stuff. I feel like the late eighties was when that started. Yeah, that's when it yeah. started. Cause that was when. I think the first one was in 87, 86. So it just fizzled out because of diminishing interest or. Well, well at the time. Or just the like, the it economy kind of drove it. The too. economy drove it, um, uh, out of need. Well, economy probably and big agribusiness taking over a lot of farms. Yeah. But because uh, the the point of it when it started was Willie and John Mellencamp, I think were the two primary two big ones, uh, and Neil Young were the were the three big musical forces okay. that that pushed for it. Because at the time it was the late eighties when the economy was not good, interest rates are interest rates are through the roof, and you have banks finally starting to cash in on these notes, right. 
that and they've been extending to right. farmers for years and years and years. So you had, that was the beginning of the family farm disappearing, mm-hmm. you know. So you had farm aid to raise money to try to help these farmers. Because it seemed like there was and, about uh, a, f- a five-year period of time where there was a lot of those types of festivals, and we were either singing for Africa or right. we were singing for farmers. Yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the two. And, well, and, you know, and I mean, and what changed it, I mean, and I'm going to say this, you can disagree if you want. I'm going to say 92 when Clinton gets elected. And for that first two-year period, there is some reform in the ag bills, the agriculture bills, and some of the banking practices. But then, just in general, the that's when you, the tech stuff starts mm-hmm. up. So yeah, I'm not going to disagree. In, the economy in general starts doing better. Right. I mean, which I mean, I like Bill Clinton, but he he was he was he was lucky that he was president when he was. Yeah, it, it, that was a good time to be president. Right. He he hit a he hit a nice spot. Yeah, he he took, he, took, he he was good, and he he was the right person for that point in time. Mm-hmm. I think because it was. I mean, there was lots of money in to flush the economy with. Right. You know? He drew a much better hand than Jimmy Carter. Yes. Oh, exactly. And you know, out Jimmy Carter would have been much more pro farm oh, than yeah. Bill Clinton ever would have been. Yeah. Not that exactly. Clinton wasn't because coming from Arkansas, I mean, right. that's a huge but thing. Was, but, uh, no, I don't disagree with that. Um, but you know, the interest rates changed, and there were. But again, I think the the growth of Big agribusiness, as you said, the family farm started to go away. And, you know, I'm sure somebody named Travis will email us his thoughts on this right. extensively. And we welcome that as we welcome all emails. Um, I think we're probably at a good stopping point now because okay. I don't want to just, I, I don't want to just keep on nibbling away because I do want to do a farm aid episode. Okay. But I just need more prep time for okay. it. So again, we're going to do August 19th. That's probably like. Just right after this is going to come out a couple of days, but we'll tweet that. And uh, if you come out to it, just tweet me or Jay, and we'll try to hook up. It won't be any trouble finding us there. No, not at all. It's not that big a place. It's not going to be a packed house. And it's not, you know, from Dallas, it's only about a 45-minute drive, you know. We'll be there in the family section. Yes. Because that's what we are. This is family. This is family, the shit-butt family. All right. Well, uh, thank you again, Jay, for joining us. If you want to email us your dirt track stories or your farm aid stories or anything else, can you hear me pod at gmail.com. And I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Before everybody runs off, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, we missed Ty this week. And if you uh, are jonesing for a tie fix, you can always go back a couple of weeks to Megan's movie podcast on the Blowout Podcast Network, where Megan was kind enough to have Ty come and guest and where they talk about The Breakfast Club, which is one of uh, a favorite movie of ours. And Ty really did a great job with Megan, and it's a fun one. It's way better than when I went on to talk about Tombstone, because Ty's just naturally funnier than me, right? And better looking, of course. So go check that out and support Megan's movie podcast, and I think uh, it was was a really good episode. So if you need some Ty, that's where to find it. Thanks. If you love great cheese flavor, it's time you tried the snack that's famous for it. Nacho Cheese Flavor Doritos Brand Tortilla Chips. So for a snack with the great flavor of cheese... 
Try nacho cheese Doritos. They taste as good as they crunch. Greyhound is taking America home. Going more places more often than anybody else. So next trip, relax. Leave your car at home and your troubles behind. World Class Championship Wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salley. Good night from Dallas, Texas.